I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the um, the O'Hare incident, airport incident of um, November seventh, two thousand and six. The yeah. UFO sighting. The UFO incident sighting at Chicago O'Hare Airport. Yeah. Is this one. quite a famous one? This one. Yeah, reasonably. It's mm. certainly mysterious. It's never really been. Uh, solved or proved or anything i mean lack of evidence does help so we're potentially going to upset some of the quote ufo community again yeah okay (laughs) just letting you know up front if if you're one of those people and you've tuned in for a serious discussion um... you're never gonna get one you never get one (laughs) but i like it yeah um you know i'm 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 a ufo believer you are i'll try and maintain balance that's your shill. <laughs> <laughs> Who can I be a NASA shill if I'm saying that UFOs are real? You're, you're putting up a front. That's it. Oh, I'm a, du- I'm a double agent, agent, am I? Double agent. Subterfuge. Oh, subterfuge, yeah. Yes. Oh, right, so I'm a fucking spy now all of yeah, a sudden. Well, where's more. the fucking paycheck then? Well, well how come, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Alien Believer, whenever I bring up the uh, the apparent age of the pyramids, I'm shot down in flames. Because you're taking that stuff from people who are basically UFO televangelists who's like, everything's aliens. American Revolution, aliens. Building of Washington, aliens. Formation of Greggs scattered around the fucking UK, aliens. Aliens is fucking everything and it's not. not No, they're not saying that the aliens have anything to do with the pyramids being very old. It's just you being lied to, again, by your government, world governments, about what the real story is. Well, they don't want us to know. Well, that's You're going to do that soon. Yeah. But anyway, little owl UFO men. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them sex goblins. That's a legitimate case. Oh, yeah, that was the conclusion we came to, wasn't it? They were interdimensional sex goblins. Yes. That's fine in Ben's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Pyramids, 20,000 years old. Fuck off. <laughs> Throws a glass at me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off with your conspiracy shite. <laughs> so let's talk about little green men. Um, not yet. Oh, okay. Because first, we've got weird news, which we do for a, it's your first episode. We'll do this about half an hour or so. And we'll talk about some fucked up shit we found on the internet. Yep. And then we'll get into the main subject. Because yeah. I, di- I did, I read a thread, sorry. I hate to derail this straight away. I read a thread on them, one of these podcast help groups. And, uh, what annoys you about other podcasts? And, uh, and I was reading the comments and it was like, you know, bad audio quality, whatever. But a lot of them were rambling, not talking about the subject that they advertise that they're going to talk about for a very long time. And I was just like, you're going to fucking hate our show. (laughs) (laughs) But at least we tell you, we told you up front, we're going to do the news for half an hour and then, then we'll talk about the, the UFOs. Don't put air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) I saw those air quotes. Hey, a UFO just means unidentified flying object, mate. That's true. That is true. Doesn't mean little green, little gray man. It could be little gray men. I I take the point. Yeah. Okay, so what's happening in the world of um, of weird? Well, I found this uh, the other day, and it's uh, 
the utterly bizarre moment that a talking crow greets tourists with your art love in a Yorkshire accent. Fantastic. A, it's a talking crow. A crow? So yeah, I think crows can no, do a little bit. No black parrot. No. <laughs> no, crows can do a little bit. So let's um, let's have a listen, if it'll load. Your arrival. Your arrival. Your arrival. Your arrival. I'm all right. 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 Pigeon that says, Oh, business jockey, that! <laughs> I'd like that. Because I, I think I was. always speaking in colloquial fucking terms. Yeah, yeah, right, what well. if there was only you about, and for a brief Fuck. second you thought you were Dr. Doolittle? Or you thought you were having a massive mental breakdown? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Doolittle, mental breakdown? One and the same. I mean, it's cute because it's happening to somebody else. I'd be upset by that if it happened to me. <laughs> I like it. Birds terrify me anyway, to be honest. I kind of was bird baiting. Mm, creepy. Think don't, got... don't watch the birds, then. Actually, got no. a, I've got <laughs> a, weirdly, I've got another bird article. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just find them to be... I, I hate their little black eyes and their beaks are quite terrifying and the fact that they fly. They could dive bomb you and stab you in the skull <laughs> with a thing that's attached to their face if they ever felt like it. Yeah, but you could just punch one. I've been attacked by a hundred of them. You just put your keys through your knuckles, go windmilling in. I, think, I still think I'm going to lose. Well, you probably will, but you take a few with you. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a can of deodorant, lighter. What's that thing you give pigeons and it makes them explode? Oh, um. Alka was it? Alka yeah. There we go. Well known hangover cure. Not for a pigeon. Doesn't work as well as just more beer. No. Does it? No, no that's the best cure. There's a dog. That is the best cure. So, yeah, that's that's thoughts, conclusions. Yeah. Um, um, that's pretty much the entire story. There's a crow that fucking says, you're It does sound love. like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It does sound like it. Well, I know there's the mimic. There are birds that mimic. There are. Um, I just didn't know. They're my, my minor bird, is it? Mm. Yeah, it does yeah. like car alarms and mm. pneumatic drills, whatever it's heard. Well, you don't want them outside no. your fucking bedroom window at six o'clock in the morning doing his pneumatic oh. drill impression, do you? No. Now, it said a crow, but I mean, I might be showing my ignorance. That looked like a magpie to me. Um, is it just a black and white crow? I think it was like a black and white crow, and magpies are a bit different than that. So, he's a right rebel, this crow, isn't he? I think crows can do a little bit of speech, a little mm. bit of mimicry, because mm. they are quite intelligent. Same well, as ravens. We've just seen one doing it. Yeah. Um... Maybe that crow was like a pet for a long time and then they released it and, you know. There is an idea in the conspiracy world at the moment, in the conspiracy zeitgeist, that um, animal attacks are on the rise and that animals' behaviour is changing because they can feel something, they're aware of something, they know something essentially that we don't. Nothing to do with that TV show about that then that was on Sky One where animals started attacking humans randomly because there was something coming. Uh, I mean, they just ripped the idea off that. Possibly, but I mean... Uh, <laughs> Those those kind of programs are always around, aren't they? When animals attack, but yeah, people seem to think there is something um, something in the water. I I'll, feel I'll that tell you. Well, go on, finish, and I'll, I'll. I just feel that they're being reported more. 
Do you know what I mean? It's all about re what's reported. Yes, the, this really sick mountain lion attacked a guy, didn't it? And then at his friend. And apparently that's quite rare for them to do in America. But I don't know. I just think I just think it's being reported. It's the way you reported it. You can, I mean, there's been a rise in um, in English football fans standing on buses. It's understandable. You know, is that is is that are they trying to tell us something, Ben? Are we all doomed? <laughs> tell us. Yes, it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> How long did we make it? About eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah, eight minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we're recording this today after England beat Sweden two 0 in the World Cup quarter final. Yeah. Uh, we've got the semi-final against Croatia to look forward to, so, you know... That's probably the weirdest news we've got this week. England are in the fucking yeah. semi-final yeah. of the World Cup. Yeah, and we've won a penalty shootout along the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know... It's unprecedented. It is the it's, Twilight Zone. This is probably a sign of the end times. Yeah. And we, if we lift that trophy, I'll mm. guarantee you the four horse of the apocalypse will swoop down <laughs> oh, over the no. sky. Uh, <laughs> what if the bombs fall before the final? Oh, no, we'll be all right Because Russia are out now, so... They've got no reason. We're going to launch a doomsday device after, but uh, we'll do it now. We, we cannot let England win in our own country. Oh, man, imagine if we did it in Russia. What can we do to stop this? Uh, well, Mr Putin, we could assassinate the entire team or blow up the world. Uh, we will blow the world up. <laughs> it's less obvious. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'll tell you why I think animal attacks on the rise. Okay. Because people are getting fucking stupider. That's probably got a lot to do with it, Ben. People are going more in contact with wild animals. No, it's not even and that. And everyone wants to it's get just... a selfie. Yeah, I guarantee you that them two dumb fucks who got hit by that mountain lion who are like, oh yeah, I'll get a selfie with this lion. Ah! The, Actually, the... I think they were just innocently selfie walking along the trail. Someone but... would fucking try it, Mike. <laughs> people are dumb as shit nowadays. I suppose we are maybe getting more... As a race, not a race, what are we? A species. species. As a species, getting and more stupid. Because I'm terrified of wildlife. And even though, and we've got pretty tame wildlife in Britain, there's not much. A baz, badger will give you a nasty nip, but he, yeah. he's not going to kill you. Might give you TB. Might rip your nuts off. He could kill you, yeah. So I am a bit scared of, you know, I wouldn't approach a badger, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so <laughs> would I fuck try and get a honey badger? Yeah. <laughs> That's all the goes. That's the one that goes to the genitals, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Most aggressive creature alive, apparently, on this earth. Why call it the honey badger, then? <laughs> Why call it the vicious killer badger? Because they probably thought it was really sweet at first. Just oh, it's just honey. Yeah. Yeah, it was the last animal ever reported, because they only went near it. Went, oh, look at that little badger. Ah! Literally goes, taking my eyes. <laughs> goes for the nuts, the fingers. It's like a chimp. It goes for all the soft bits. Yeah, soft, chewy, edible bits. Oh man, <laughs> what a way to go out with like a, a small to medium-sized animal, just tearing at your crotch. Oh lord, no, that is a horror movie. Yeah, mum, it's grimdark. <laughs> Show the next article. Yes, I'm, I'm currently thinking about my nuts being eaten. And you're watching it eat your nuts. <laughs> Some people would really get off on that. Mm. Not me. Um, this one is um, from the BBC. Oh. Nigerian healer killed in bulletproof charm test. I've heard about this before. This is why I've, uh, I, I put it in. A self-styled award, is it? It could be. <laughs> A self-styled traditional healer in Nigeria has died after one of his clients tested his bulletproof charms on him. Chinika Adazayu, 26, was killed after instructing the man to shoot him as he was wearing the charms around his neck. 
Police in the country's southeastern Emo state say the uh, client had been arrested on suspicion of murder. Seems unfair. <laughs> Charm- manslaughter at least. Yeah. Charms are popular in Nigeria where traditional healers are consulted for cures for various ailments. But there have been several, several reports, several, of people being killed after testing bulletproof charms and medicines. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think you sold me a broken charm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are my guts all over the place? <laughs> See, I, I'd heard about this uh, a while back. Oh, years ago, some of our soldiers got uh, kidnapped by terrorists in Sierra Leone and ambushed and taken mm. prisoner. Yes. And the SES went in to get them out. Yeah. And it was a very successful, you know, we killed mm. fucking hundreds of them because they were because they were literally walking out the forest. Mm. They'd been told they were bulletproof. Yeah, and they walking were... out the forest, Rambo style spraying, and yeah. I and the SAS double tapped to the head every time. And they were on. They see lo- the first wave go down. Surely you're no, thinking. They were on a lot of. They're also on a lot well. of drugs as well. Yeah. But they've been like, oh yeah, you're bulletproof. Mm. Just go out there, you'll be fine. You're, and here's some drugs. But there was the. <laughs> but drugs don't stop two shots to the head. No. <laughs> I listened to an awesome podcast about that whole operation. Uh, there's an awesome podcast that both of you would probably like, and our listeners called Covert. Oh yeah. Um, which oh. picks a different operation each episode and goes detailed into it. And yeah, the the guy who'd been captured, the British guy, like drew a um, like a detailed map on a tiny piece of paper and rolled it up so tight and hid it in a pen lid. Yeah, something like that. And then yeah. uh, while everyone was watching, he was allowed to have a meeting with some British guy who would come in to check they were okay. And uh, and well, with everyone's eyes watching, they managed to sneak the pen lid over during the handshake. Mm. And that's how we had a bit of intel. But it didn't go completely successfully for us. Like, no, because uh, the, the paras who went in with them ended up jumping into a bit of a swamp. Quick, quicksand, basically. Yeah. Movie, yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> um, but they still... We still got them out. They still bay- they still did a bayonet charge because they were pinned down and the, the commander who was from the captain's from Telford actually, from our hometown. Really? Yeah. Oh. And he was, was a it? captain and he's like, Well, there's only one thing to do here, lads. Bayonets on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Good on him, man. So what were we talking about? Oh yeah, charms. Yeah, yeah charms, these guys, yeah. yeah, they literally did believe that they couldn't be beaten. I mean they'd captured a bunch of Brits that just yeah. fucking Without a shot being fired? Yeah, it just sort of fell into their feeding their fantasy. And yeah, so I imagine there's a lot of... Super- well, we know yeah, there's a lot There's of a conspiracy about that as well, actually. Mm-hmm. That they went down that road mm-hmm. and the major in charge this day will not tell anyone why he was ordered to go down that road. Oh. So it might have been, we needed to get those guys out but didn't have a legitimate reason for just going in there and wiping them out. Right. All of a sudden it's a hostage rescue mission. Uh, there's okay. a legitimate excuse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like to be the guys who were took hostage, though. Would no. You? Yeah. Let yourselves get taken. Well, they wouldn't have known that. They'd oh, just okay. been the, the, the guy in charge yeah. to probably add some like. Just they won't like, shoot you. Hang on for a week or two. They won't <laughs> shoot you because you'll be it's political yeah. leverage. They're going to beat you quite severely, but they won't kill you. Just hang on for a bit till you hear the double taps. They had a really mm. dodgy experience. It's it swung between kindness and mm. and brutality. Yeah. Like one minute they're like giving them wine, giving them the homemade wine, and having a football match with them, mm. and then the next thing they're getting shoved in with no food and just a bucket to piss on, to yeah. shit in. You know, it was like lovely. It kind of it was what because they were all on drugs. Yeah, they were. Very it was just high. depends on how high they were at the time. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Mm. Mental. Because and apparently the day when when we went in, we decided they'd been up all night. Yeah. Partying their fucking so they're all coming down, hungover, had no sleep, and that's when we decided to go in which is good planning really yeah. I think back of a Chinook fast stroke down yeah. boom 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 
Excellent. Jobs are good. <laughs> Go on, boys. It's coming on. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie Robinson is not coming home. No, he's not. <laughs> so yeah, this this fool is trying to prove a point, I guess, to show this is how powerful. This is how powerful our charms are. Shoot me, little guy. And I'm sure the guy who shot him was like, well, I, I don't know, man. Like, shoot me. Fucking shoots him. Then what, and then the poor little bastard's being charged. He's probably going to get a life sentence for that. They're probably going to cut his head off. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they've got the death sentence in Nigeria. But... Oh, I wonder if he's got a charm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's saw with this other charm. Is again a jail-free charm? No, no, sir, that is a Monopoly card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's <laughs> Well, speaking of sort of charms and magic, to reference a previous episode we did, uh, one of my favourite subjects, the Om Shinrikyo cult. Yeah. At the time of recording, the leader, Shoki Baby. Poor old his Shoki. real name? Shoko Asahara. Shokoharu Asahara. Something like that. The leader of Om Shinrikyo. Uh, they hung him. Yeah, I did. I pointed out to Ben in a, in a messenger conversation. Oh, Shoki Baby, they hung him. Now... Was one of his most famous um, superpowers? Quote, levitation. Was levitation. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he fucking levitate <laughs> and stop himself from being hung? <laughs> yeah, really? That's like the final insult from the Japanese government, isn't it? So you can levitate, <laughs> levitate your way out of this, you fat fuck. <laughs> Surely any survivors left, because there are, aren't they? There you are. Still, oh, yeah. You yeah. still hold them in regard. Surely that puts a bit of a hole in his whole theory it does, of being magical. I bet that court's now disbanded. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, better be. <laughs> he said he could levitate, but they hung him. Yeah. Makes oh. no sense. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you know they won't be thinking that. <laughs> no, that's true. And then they'll probably dress it up as, yeah, he levitated so that the rope wasn't choking him, and then the bastards just shot him. Probably. Shot they just tugged on his ankles. They put some lead weights on his feet to keep him down. <laughs> you will hang. <laughs> oh, we're laughing at a man as that. Fuck it. <laughs> but he tried to fucking he did try and, Tokyo. He did try and kill a million people, so let's... I think he's pretty deserved. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. No doubt someone with purple hair will complain, but Shoki we'll get on baby. with it. Um, so, yeah. Um, should we do one more? Yeah. Mm. Uh, seagulls are getting drunk on leftover booze and throwing up on firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a World Cup related story. <coughs> I love this country so fucking much. Um, um, one was so drunk it fell off a roof and could not fly straight before throwing up over firefighters called to rescue it. Uh, <laughs> Why are the fire brigade coming out to rescue seagulls? Oh, fuck all else to do, obviously. Yeah. It, was a, it was a slow day at the station. Yeah. <laughs> Um, seagulls may be getting drunk on leftover alcohol left on southwest beaches. And when firefighters were called to rescue one seagull, it was reeking a beer after it fell off a roof and was too drunk to fly and then threw up all over them. <laughs> wow. um, one theory is that early morning scavenger gulls find half-drunk plastic cups left lying around by revelers from the night before. The RSPCA is not convinced that is the cause of the RSPCA. There's no the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. Oh, animals, sorry. Cruelty to animals, isn't it? There's a picture of a seagull next to half a... That is possibly the most British photograph <laughs> I have ever seen in yeah. my life. And that one seagull's had enough in the background, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And the, it, it, he's kicking the, off. He is, he's kicking off. But the fact that the beach in the background is a stony beach and not a sandy one yeah. as well, it just adds to the, the, the overall British griminess <laughs> of this photograph. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so a crew of six firefighters. Six firefighters were a waste of fucking yeah, money. Were called by the RSPCA to rescue a seagull behaving erratically in the West Country. Mm. And when they arrived, the bird had already fallen off the roof and was sitting, shaking its head, going, "Oh, I'm not drinking again." <laughs> <laughs> but what? If I'm the firefighter, if I'm the head of the station at that point, and the RSPCA ring me up and go. Oh, you better come down here as a drunk seagull. <laughs> Fuck off, you sort out. You're the RSPCA. The, the seagull was quoted as saying, I fucking love them, man. I <laughs> fucking love with that cunt. <laughs> Derek with his fucking feathers. <laughs> cunt. Uh, Bless. The, the ghoul was taken to the RSPCA HQ at West Hatch near Taunton in Somerset where staff said they'd already got three others while waiting for release. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you reckon they've got them in a little circle having an AA meeting with them? They're a drunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you drink? Well, I feel like I can steal more chips when I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm braver. I'm braver. <laughs> a seagull stole a sausage from me when I was a child and it scared the living fuck out of oh, me. Oh, here's the fucking bird phobia. Mm, it uh, swooped down yeah. and took my fresh, you know, your sausage sits on top of your chips. Yeah. We were, you know, very young, walking on the beach on holiday. You know, this is living. Just about to tuck in and this fucking giant sky monster <laughs> just fucking comes down and just fucking has off with me sausage. <laughs> That's amazing. Fucking cried <laughs> me eyes out. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been your penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't walking along with my parents yeah. jacking off as I ate my chips with my face. Oh, I really like chips, Mum and Dad. You warned about that. We told you, put that dick away or a seagull will have you. I told you, lad, no sympathy for you. They say, could have been worse. You know. In some dimension, that happened to yeah, me. It it did. In some dimension, everyone's jacking off all the time. It's just one of them dimensions. It's this one. <laughs> well, Oh man, is there a happy ending? Uh, no, not really. Well, no. what was I'm confused? What did the RSPCSA think was the? Uh, oh said yeah, let's go down because they didn't think it was the. Uh, although the firefighter guy says says like it was it's Duncan B and it threw up all over me. <laughs> We're in the drunk tank. <laughs> um, oh, a spokesman from the RSPCA West Hatch said they'd almost certainly ruled out the theory that the ghouls are drunk on leftover alcohol as birds have been regurgitating a pulpy brown substance. Oh. He said they're getting into such a state they're almost unconscious. People have been taken into the vet who thought they're on their way out, so some of them have been put to sleep. Who's oh. taking a seagull to the vet? Why are they putting down drunk seagulls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up with that. It's Just a let him sleep it off. Yeah. Yeah. seagull <laughs> genocide. <laughs> um, I'm almost positive it's not that they are drinking beer left on beaches, as they have all eaten a substance that they have brought back up. Well... Something's making them act Our funny. suspicion is it, it is a byproduct of the brewing process. What about what, beer? Yeah, <laughs> what about rotten apples? Doesn't that work? That's why oh. wasps get really aggressive because the um, apples start to ferment. They're left in the trees. You end up with like a really strong kind of cidery kind of thing going. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, I'm no expert, but isn't there stories of some animals that eat fermented apples from the floor, or they eat apples from the floor and it ferments in their stomach? Yeah, something. What animals that? that? Christ. Something in the jungle. I know wasps get pissed, and that's why they, they're toward... That's why they're aggressive yeah. little bastards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't understand the RSPCSA's thinking here. We don't know. Maybe drinking beer t then turns into that shit in their stomach, and that's what they're regurgitating. I mean, we throw up on alcohol sometimes. Yeah. Well, not for a while. Nah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think if they're acting all weird and drunk... 
there's lots of alcohol left around. I mean... Yeah, it's probably booze. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm Another not... Another theory is that the Gauls get drunk by feasting on annual flying ant day. This is because it's been reported seagulls have been getting drunk after feasting on flying ants. Oh, Alright, scroll down. I'm going to find out why that's a thing. Can we get drunk on ants? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather get drunk on beer, but... Snort a line of ants. Yeah, <laughs> in the pocket. I think, do you know what? Ozzy Osbourne did that once. I think he did. Because they'd... Uh, there was a line of coke poolside and the ants had all attached themselves to it, got sort of stuck in it, and he was like, hey, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> no one wants you to, Ozzy. What's that, a dare? I don't know. <laughs> no, we don't want you to. It could be really harmful. No. <laughs> oh, man. Doesn't tell us why flying ants get seagulls drunk. No. no. But a thing. Back to Ozzy, though. I did see him being interviewed by Frank Skinner years ago. He was telling the story of the time he got caught pissing on the Alamo. Yeah. And he said the big sort of officer come over to him and was like, how would you feel if I urinated on Buckingham Palace? And, I could give a shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe he was wearing one of Sharon's dresses at the time because in an attempt to stop him going out drinking, she thought that taking every item of his clothing with her would stop him. I think that might be a slightly different story. Was that a tale. different story? He, uh, he put on one of her dresses and his Nazi helmet. Right. And, he got, and he's basically f- strolled down to the off-licence. <laughs> uh, I think he got out the tour bus on the, needed a piss. Pull, pull the tour bus over, mate. I need a piss. <laughs> and then just pissed up the nearest wall and probably didn't realise that it was fucking right. Alamo. I think it was kind of a... I don't think it was an intentional yeah. desecration of Texas's most beloved war memorial. Nah. I think it was, a, and I quite liked the uh, that last one they did, the film. Um, Billy Bob Thornton was in it, something about the Alamo. Is that is it Clint Eastwood? I think movie? he may have done the original. Or John Wayne it. may have done the original, but the, no, I think he directed the. Is it Iwo Jima? Sands of Iwo Jima, he yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And the the other one, Flags of Our Fathers, they did it from that's both it. sides, didn't they? Oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Tell it from both sides. But I'm only interested in one side, and that's the side that won. <laughs> well, only history's written by the winners. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, the first comment on that article is, what the actual F? What is wrong with this news site? Seagulls, Snowball and Firefighters. What an insanely ridiculous headline. And in the top three stories, this is not news. Who cares? Really? Who cares? Well, I'll tell you what. Evil Nov Deco J. I fucking care. Yeah. Bird lovers care. Yeah. I care that the fire department's getting called out. Fucking drunken seagulls. <laughs> and they're all about they've got no money. Stop going over drunken seagull calls. So, six firefighters. Six, six firefighters to catch a seagull and the RSPCA stood there like fucking lemons. That's a slow day in Devon. Um, it is. Mind you, there's really not much that happens in Devon, but yeah. it's probably only six firefighters. Well, my... <laughs> Rescuing drunk seagulls. <laughs> oh, there's a fire down at the chemical refinery. Sorry, mate, we've got a drunk seagull on the loose. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's daughter in nursery school years ago got a finger stuck in a toy car. Right. And uh, none of the teachers could get it out and were starting to panic a little bit, so they rang the owner. And then, like, apparently a finger was well well and truly stuck in there and started to swell up. Uh, so they called the fire brigade. Just, you know, that's what you do, I think, when kids are stuck in things. But somehow, finger stuck in toy car translated to girl stuck in car, and the entire fucking fire engine <laughs> and a full crew, like, fucking oh. turned up, ready to fucking smash the little girl out. <laughs> Jaws alive at the ready. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his car? <laughs> yeah. 
Like they fucking raced there, thinking there's a girl suffocated in a car. Like, oh, what? A finger stuck. Oh, well, here's an hammer. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> Apparently, I hope they actually could... smash it with a hammer. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so they've really greased her up first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But what I do know is that apparently all the mothers, female members of staff, were, were very um, pleased with the outcome and hoped that more children would get their fingers stuck. <laughs> if I was one of the firefighters who turned up really happy, looking forward to using them jaws of life, I'd just go to someone's car and just put my way in. <laughs> Call me in for this. Start taking someone's door off. But I think that's the nature of being a firefighter, though, isn't it? You're either going to get called out to something in ridiculously mundane, like drunk seagulls or you're getting half dead children out of car wrecks yeah or burned bodies out of buildings and it's a bit of a i bet you're glad every time it is a drunken seagull aren't you cats in trees i fucking love a cat in a tree (laughs) where's the cat guy is he in today get the cat guy in please no more burnt children yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man i used to want to be a fireman so did i actually yeah yeah yeah. many years of watching fireman sam as a kid I always fancied that. Then I realised that I wasn't really very good with heights and I'd have mm. to go up a ladder. And also, I don't fancy carrying burnt children out of buildings. Yeah. Don't think you carry the burnt ones out. Well, you've got to get them out somehow, not you? Well, I think the ambulance do, I don't know. I don't know, you might have to carry the stretcher. Because I'm pretty sure nine days out of ten, you are literally polishing all your equipment, making sure everything works, and sitting around drinking tea. Yeah, playing pool. Yeah, honestly, but then you've got that 1% chance you're going to have to put your life on the line to go into yeah. a building that's on fire. Probably because of someone else's stupidity. Yeah, somebody else's utter stupidity or criminality. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it, I suppose? Or in the uh, case of Grenfell government criminality. Oh, I did hear oh. some of that. Well, they had one fireman giving evidence on the, uh, and he was literally... He just couldn't. He knew there was a girl in there, but he couldn't go any further, and he had to come back. And you know, imagine being him living oh, with that. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, good on you. So we are taking a piss, but we do appreciate your firefighters. Absolutely. Uh, you know, whether my cat's drunk or the house is on fire, I want you there. Yeah, damn right. Oh, I certainly want someone with a hose anyway. <laughs> someone with a hose that knows what they're doing. <laughs> hose the cat down. That'll sober him up. <laughs> anyway, yes, you're appreciated. Yes. As much as all emergency services are. Yes, apart from the police. Yeah, they've got their place. Yeah. Their place is well and truly fucked off away from me. Yeah, but if someone broke your head, broke into your house, you'd want a policeman there. No, I wouldn't. What the fuck do they do? Well, they're going to catch the guy that did it. Do you think they come to your house for a break-in? Do they fuck? They give you a number over the phone? They've got to come have a look at it. I mean, was it something really valuable stolen? Man, good luck trying to get them to come out to you for something like that. Honestly, they don't give a we're too busy, Ben. Well, that's because their numbers have been cut because of cuts. Mm. No, it's because, think about it, if you're the policeman, it's the same as any other profession, any other job in this country. You want as much money for as little effort as humanly possible. So, you know, you do as little as fucking possible, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't arrest me, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like them, I've had too many dealings with them when I'm an innocent man being spoke to like I'm a fucking... Shit nugget on the bottom of your big fascist boot. Have you always noticed how he's always the innocent man in this scenario? <laughs> well, they never caught me doing anything illegal. Yeah. One time, I was driving a van that was stolen. No, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> no, 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 let me rephrase it. The van was stolen from us and then found right. and returned to us. Well done. I, so we put the van back into service. I'm driving along one day and I'm approaching an island and I can see a... Oh, 
strange. There's two police motorbikes. What can I smell? Bacon. <laughs> There's two police motorbikes at both exits of this oncoming roundabout. That's strange. They look like they must be waiting for somebody. Oh, I can see a police car in my rear view. Next thing I know, I'm boxed in by two motorbikes and two police vehicles, okay? Right. They all fucking pile out, open the door. Now, this is where I knew I was in trouble. They turned off the ignition and took the keys out. They didn't ask me to do it. They just did it and put me in the back of the fucking... My entire criminal life was flashing before my what eyes. Like, what? Literally, that, what have I done? What yeah. could I possibly have done? Were you going, trying to go yeah. for past crimes? Yeah, and no. honestly, it all flashed before my... Every little ten bag I've ever bought flashed before my eyes. Like, no, couldn't have been that. Couldn't have, no. Anyway, they're sitting me in the back of the car and it turns out they just haven't updated their system and the van is still registered as fucking stolen. <laughs> and then it was all like pats on the back and sorry about that, mate, have a good day and all that. And like, can I have some fresh underwear, please? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Gaz is, they, get, they, they check it all out and they go to the car and they put a smile on his face and Gaz is, is that what you were panicking? He's like, all right, I bought a 20 bag last night, for God's sake! <laughs> Cry. <laughs> the only victim was me! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, drug possession, no as well, sir. <laughs> nah, I know they, they've got their place. It's just, you know, there's a, for every good cop, there is a bad cop. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I've dealt with both. Um, and they suck. So, yeah, <laughs> moving on. The, imp the important thing is never to take it into your own hands. Let the people who are paid to deal with it deal with it. Yes, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess a good tip is just always, even if they're being a bit cunty to you, maintain your politeness. Oh, yes. Because you can't win. The second you get aggressive, they love that. Yep. Or even yep. slightly peeved. Oh, they love it then. And they'd start pushing your buttons even more. Uh, calm down, sir. Calm down. Just stay yeah. calm. Yeah. And because you're getting more and more wound up and someone telling you to stay calm and yes. you're getting wound up, you're fuck you, I'll stay calm. <laughs> <laughs> If you think you're free, mm. wait till the police <coughs> get you. They do yeah. what get you. The police? Oh. Just snap your freedom away from you, don't they? It does freak me out sometimes when I think about it, like he could just end my freedom. Yep. That man over there that the government pays. If he wants to, if he decides, he doesn't like the look of me. And what if he's a crooked cop that, you know, mm. has to get his bus numbers up and Yeah. It yes, happens. It does. He does. Had some tin plants then, shouldn't he, if he wants to get his bus up? <laughs> <laughs> Government sanctioned thugs. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ranting. <laughs> yeah, they're not all that bad. Most of them. <laughs> uh, so that is the um, the weird news. news for the week. Should we take a break a moment? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Back air tick. Cheerio. <laughs> and we're back. So let's get into it then. The O'Hare Chicago O'Hare well International Airport incident of November the seventh, two thousand six. I'll give you the brief run through of it and then we'll sort of have a bit of a chat. Yeah, man. So, approximately um, quarter past four in the afternoon, uh, Central Standard Time, on Tuesday, November 7th, 2006, federal authorities at Chicago O'Hare Airport received a report that a group of 12 airport employees were witnessing a metallic saucer shaped craft hovering over gate C 17. I did find in my research that number went very up and down. Oh, how many people saw it? Yeah. Okay. The object was first spotted by a ramp, ramp employee who appraised Flight 446's crew of the object above them. It is believed the co-pilot and pilot saw the object. Mm. 
Several witnesses outside the aircraft also saw the object, one described as a blatant, quotes, disc-shaped craft hovering above the airport. The disc then shocked observers by flying directly up at high speed, blasting a hole in the clouds, leaving a clear blue hole. So you can see the skies. On this day, mm -hmm. there was very low, very thick hanging clouds. So when this thing went up, you can see clear sky. Sort of displaced the clouds. Yeah. Punched a hole. That's, mm. that's the phrase I've heard. Mm. Punched a hole. Um, it had been visible for five minutes and was seen by close to a dozen United Airlines employees ranging from supervisors to pilots. Well, I heard that the pilot actually mm. leant out the window mm. and on another account, he leant out the window and took a photo. I read that online that, um, because on the Wikipedia site it says that there's no photographic evidence but that there are reports that a pilot was in possession of a digital camera. Mm -hmm. now, I'm pretty sure, if, so this, if that's true, I don't think you need to be a genius to guess what happened to his camera and the yeah. pictures that are yeah. right. That there is a photo out there, isn't there? There's, there's, there's lots two. of photos out there. Yeah, there's a lot, is there? There's a few, but a lot mm. of them have been, the more you go into it, the more have been just yeah. faked, basically. Mm. But the there's two definite, the two that could be considered definite, and apparently a bit of video, but mm. not been released, apart from to mm. one man. Okay. And we'll find out that is later on. Yeah. Right. So I watched the only sort of decent length documentary I could find on this case, which was done by the History Channel. We all know that they're impartial on these matters. <laughs> they love a um, bit of fucking UFO yeah. stuff. What, what, happened to, what happened to the History Channel when it stopped showing history? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they've got to compete, man. They've got to make money. Yeah. There's only so many programs you can make about the bloody Nazis. <laughs> Well, they had a fucking good go of it over the years. I know, yeah. was going to hit the channel at one point. Yeah. Hit the channel. So, UFO Hunters, case number 47206, Aliens at the Airport. Ooh. <laughs> uh, UFO Hunters, Bill Burns is the main guy. We meant, did I reference him earlier, the guy with the cap and the sunglasses? No. He's, yeah, um, always got a baseball cap, always got aviation glasses on, I oldish guy. Know. I don't know if we were recording when I said it. Yeah. But he's obviously, his whole career is based on this stuff being true and him putting out what he might well know to be misinformation because he's got a career. Yeah. He stopped saying this shit. He doesn't have a job anymore. Mm -hmm. Just throwing that out there. Even though, you know, I do like my UFOs. Now, apparently the control tower did not have the UFO on radar, but the tower radio chatter does confirm a visual sighting. And the first report came in from the ramp worker. He says it was at least 22 feet in diameter, hovering between 1,000 and 1,900 feet above gate C-17. Two more mechanics see it, and then a United Airlines manager hears the radio chatter. Well, he's walkie-talkie. Everyone's going, you see that fucking thing hovering above? <laughs> and he witnesses himself. Right. Finally, two pilots parked to the gate report the large grey disc. And then, see, they said a different time, because they said 15 minutes. Oh, right, what did the other one say? Five. Oh. How long was it there for? Well, that's it. It's low it was there for ten minutes, so they could have both seen it at different times. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe the, well, maybe the pilot saw it late, and it was five minutes, and mm -hmm. it was there for 15. I suppose they've got to open the window and put the red out. Well, the last to hear, for this radio chat, for the walkie-talkies, they ain't going to hear that, I suppose. Um, because of the lack of radar contact, the FAA refuses to investigate. That's the Federal uh, Airline Authority. Yeah, I've heard that they're pretty thorough normally. Well, yeah, they have to be, don't they? Yeah. You know, they're in charge of pretty much all the planes. 
So if one of your pilots is spotting an unknown mm. aircraft yeah. hovering above the fucking airport... A grade B restricted airspace. There we go. Is what it is. Uh, I presume that grade A is military airspace. Possibly. Because this is like literally right above the airport. Mm. And it showed you on the map, they showed you grade B went out for quite a distance. Yeah. So I presume that civilian is grade B, military is grade A. That's what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, quite possibly. You'd think, though, that they would conduct an investigation. Wouldn't well, you? Yeah, but they, they might not tell us about it, though. Do you know what I mean? They might have conducted it in secret. If you well, they mm. It's a distinct possibility. But they claim the UFO is a trick of the light on the low cloud cover or another meteorological effect. And they also said they don't investigate reports of UFOs. Well, that's a bit fucking daft, isn't it? Because it could have been a fucking uh, terrorist drone yeah. um, photographing the airport so it could uh, blow it up or something. Yeah. I don't know. Gate C-17 was uh, run by United Airlines and they claim to have um, no knowledge reporting it in pilot's logs. Well, it says um, the object was spotted by a ramp employee who was yeah. pushing back United Airlines flight 446. The employee apprised... That's a word I don't know. Apprised flight 446's crew of the object above their aircraft. It is believed that both the pilot and co-pilot also witnessed the object. No, it doesn't say who. If those are quotes coming directly from the pilot... But it seems like there's conflicting information out there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The reporter from the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, they broke the story, yeah. And he's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. He reports that he's got logs. Mm. I don't know if he's published them, I assume he has. Mm. That show the communication about this object. Yeah. His name is John uh, Heikovic. That's it. So, so you when know, they say that they've had nothing, that's a lie. Yeah. Basically, he's got proof. And United employees claim they're forbidden for speaking about the incident. I'll give you a quote from their spokesperson to the Chicago Tribune journalists. My concern is that employees are coming forwards and talking to you, which we have not authorised and will not authorise. So they don't want them to speak about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's just a weather thing, then what does it matter? Yeah. Um, the UFO yeah. hunters or Billy <laughs> Boy... Well, I, you know, so they've, they've, yeah. they've, they've um, classified it as a weather phenomenon. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah, have a look at it. What's the issue? Um, the, the FAA did say that you should uh, report it to um, the National UFO Reporting Centre or local authorities. But the thing that broke this open, and we might have to pause this while we find the clip because I need you to... I've got the sound times for this. Okay. Is... Um, after several FOI requests, Freedom of Information Act, um, the actual tower communications are released. Uh, so this is the first bit of audio we've got for the tower chatter. So uh, let's play that. These are the actual communications between United Airlines employees and air traffic control. This is the first time they are being broadcast. Do you see anything above United Concourse? They actually, believe it or not, they called us and said there's a, somebody observed they flying this about a thousand feet above the uh, Charlie 17. Do you see anything over there? Uh, we saw it a half hour ago. Who saw it? Over the Charlie Really? Yes, who's this? United, we came back to the Well, according to Hilkovich, 
And this is the next part. But as reports from the ground continue to be received, the tone of the tower officials changes from skeptical to concerned. Some of our pilots on the ground are reporting a UFO sighting at 1,000 feet from the sea side of the airport. Did you guys hear anything about that? You know what the radar called me? I want to see about 10, 15 minutes ago. We have not seen anything up here. Okay. But we will uh, surely keep an eye on that's for sure. We're listening to the incident, the real voices of real people from the tower talking to United employees who say, they saw something over their heads and it was a UFO. So, the tower's talking about it. They know yeah. it's there. Whether they've got it on radar or not is a different story, but... They saw something, didn't they? They saw something. A whole bunch of them. A whole yeah. bunch of us. Who was that talking, a pilot? Uh, um, yeah, the, the tower talking to other people, yeah. yeah. A whole bunch of us saw it over here. But could... A whole bunch of us also seen a weather phenomenon. Of course. Yeah. I also heard another bit of audio where it said... Um, I have weather phenomenon. A, Sorry, Ben. I have weather phenomenon. Do you know that looks metallic? Yeah. Well, I, I do have a scientific explanation, which I found oh, on, a, on a, a, a site called The New Physicist. Okay. So I will do that at the end. Mm. But, so... They're, they're, they're seeing it. Some, they're seeing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I, I don't know if the last bit of it to this tale is necessarily true. That it just punches through the clouds. I think that may be an exaggeration. But it's going to move somehow, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. You're just going by what they what they saw, aren't you? So. Yeah. So the FAA won't do a uh, an investigation, and they're saying, "Well, go and see NARCAP, the National Aviation Reporting Centre on Anonymous Phenomena." Hmm. Um, they deal exclusively with pilots and air traffic controllers who report UAPs, which are un unidentified aerial phenomenon. Right. Um, and they did a 155-page report, and is, it concludes an official and government inquiry should be carried out. Did they ever? Nope. Main consensus is the FAA and United Airlines are covering it up. The FAA, because it's a bit embarrassing that Something's hovering over a major international airport, and yeah. they can't fucking see it on radar. And United, because it might impinge their safety mm. record. Uh, I was just about to say, why would they cover it up? But you've answered it for me. Yeah, it's money, of course, isn't it? Mm. They're yeah. thinking about business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. over their gate. Our, our planes don't get spied on by UFOs that we then lose track of and <laughs> can't explain. You're safe with us. Buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was United Airlines that. Certainly a couple of them got hijacked for 9-11, so... Yeah, United Airlines flight, I can't remember, it, but that's the one where they made movies about it. 93. Yeah, that's it, where they stormed the cockpit yeah, and... allegedly. Yeah. Well, we, we were discussing 9-11 before we started recording. One day we will we will do it. When we're big properly. enough and professional enough. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to... Uh, that's one we need to put the time and effort into. But... Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I like the way you paused the video there. It looks a little bit like the Millennium Falcon. It does a little bit, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I never know with these things because we're going on, we're going on eyewitness accounts, which we know have been proven to be unreliable. Or is that just something that they tell us? Well, that's true. I think it has, think it has been proven that it can be unreliable. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. See, the thing is, there's not all, no one's come out. And as a name, and said, I work at that gate, I saw it, because their employers employers have said, 
You don't they're not doing that. They're authorised to do that. Well, there we go. Don't talk about this. So they're getting why keep it hush? Aren't they? Mm. To be quiet. You've been told just don't talk about this, but why? Why would you want to keep it? If it's unexplained, then it's weather phenomenon. Surely, why not just come out and say, look, it's weather phenomenon. So yes, you can talk about it, but That's you're going to make yourself look silly. Right. It wasn't aliens. You're at work, guys. Mm. You see something above the building. You tell your boss. I've just seen something metallic. Yeah. Looks like a, a UFO. Yeah. He turns around and says no it's just a weather phenomenon and by the way don't you dare speak about this to anybody yeah. you're going to be a bit suspicious yes aren't you? i am yeah. i'm going to say what's the problem with weather phenomenons harold <laughs> actually there's a little bit more chatter at nine minutes 20 and that is that sums sums it up quite nicely actually uh, that little point initially tower officials sound skeptical as the first reports are relayed Well, there you go. Lose your job then, didn't you? Yeah. They don't like pilots seeing shit in the sky that can't be explained, especially over American airspace, especially over a major international airport that's yeah. got pl how many planes taking off and landing a fucking yeah. every hour i mean shut that airport down for a day and hundreds of millions of dollars of being oh lost. fuck yeah we can't hurt no. that money gas no, of course not. that money that no, money's no, done no. nothing wrong money is everything <laughs> and i'd be interested to know is chicago hair airport i wonder if it has any links to um you know some airports they think there's secret military bits underneath you know like chicago Denver. Yeah, Chicago's mm. a very major city. I wonder if there's, you know, I'm trying to think. Why? What were the aliens' interest in, in a civilian, airport? Maybe they think it's a really well-designed airport, and they're stealing the design for a spaceport back home. Possibly, possibly. There could be. Maybe a, it's not even UFO. Maybe it was Russians. Yeah. There could be um, like a military, area of an airport. I mean, that's a chance. I mean, mm. you've got a big runway there. You might as well keep something there. Fence a bit off. It could be an experimental plane from the US. That's could what I'm thinking. What was them stealth bombers? Oh, the which ones? The F-117 or the, the, the B-1? Oh, God knows. But the anyway, B-1, the big flying wing. They didn't disclose it for years, did they? People oh, would yeah, see yeah. it in the skies yeah. and say, what the hell's this? And then it came out later that they were these stealth bombers that oh, were secretly yeah. built. Yeah, yeah the, the, nothing. the F-117 is the stealth fighter, the B-1 or B-2 is the stealth bomber. And that, that looks like a UFO. They both look like UFOs on the side. Mm. I'll guarantee you 90% of sightings in Nevada in the 80s and 70s and maybe even as far back as the 60s was them fucking things being tested. I think it was like 1989 when them got revealed. Mm. Something like that. Either way, there's some dodgy shit going on here. Yeah. Why not? I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Mike, when you're saying So if it's, it's a weather phenomenon, what's the fucking problem? You know, why yeah. can't anybody... Because most famous UFO, UFO sightings, you can find many people willing to talk about it and give them their side of the story. You can't shut them up most of the time, do you know what I mean? They're, they're well, dying to give their version. That's true, isn't it? the same if you've seen something. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I saw yeah. a fucking alien spaceship, I'd be telling everybody. Yeah. Until I was assassinated by Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Men in Black. Did you see, I saw something today on... Um, 
some guy drove past a guy walking down the middle of the road in the middle of nowhere wearing a mask with a, a noose around his neck all in black and carrying a machete um, right yeah and um, Clyde um, I can't remember his surname anyway the guy who does Ground Zero Media shared the story and put like men in black with machetes <laughs> uh, so I don't know they might be out there macheteing UFO witnesses for all we know it's a possibility it certainly is the MIB see our Men in Black episode yeah that's not a film episode by the way yeah no it's not <laughs> we're doing about the actual real life weird Men in Black who have probably visited everyone involved in this story if I get a knock on the door tomorrow morning well there's there's every possibility that one day we are going to get a knock on the door <laughs> <laughs> oh he's not going to do that you have a coin in your pocket. <laughs> but it doesn't. No, mate, that's a quid, mate. No, I'm not doing that. And then he, just make, he makes a pound disappear. But like, give me the fucking pound back. It's not going to be the men in black, it's going to be the men in white. <laughs> Coats. <Yeah. laughs> little nets. <laughs> David Icke was right on Saturday. Yeah. When our science officer went fucking rogue on Friday. Oh, yeah, we, we should have reported a listener. The man of science, the voice of reason yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> Is now a David Icke aficionado. Well, I was at the time I was smoking that really good weed. <laughs> I literally text Mike and say, have you got really good weed at the moment? And he's like, well, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> That's why the fucking lizard people theory started making sense all of a sudden. In that's, a stone watching David Icke, I yeah. wouldn't recommend it. Um, that's why Mike's was briefly subscribing the theory that the moon is a fake satellite and it's full of reptilians. <laughs> I still say I still I still stand by the NASA symbol. Oh, being the fork tongue—that is dodgy to fuck. I stand by that. Of all the things I could have picked, exactly. Never it's the route to the stars. Answer. It's a fork tongue. It's a solar system with a fork tongue over it, saying we control you, motherfucker. Yeah. Now watch me shapeshift. <laughs> now watch me shapeshift. <laughs> I hope they do it to like a strip tease. Kind of Everybody do the shapeshift. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a step to the left. <laughs> <laughs> and then an awkward shuffle to the right. <laughs> an awkward Quasimodo shuffle to the right. Yeah. Oh, it's got the same ring to it, has it? Lizard people. They're real, man. The threat is real. <laughs> um, so, we teased... <laughs> Moving on. We teased it a little bit earlier. Or I did. I might did. There are actual photos and videos of this event. And there's a certain person that's got them. Do you want to have a guess? Tony Blair. No. Oh. Saint Tony. Sorry, yeah, Saint. Is it one of our other patrons? No, Saints? no. Oh, it's not. It's a guy that's cropped up before, though. It's, it's not David Mead. In the Men oh, in Black oh. episode, actually. Yeah, he did. Okay, ring, ring my bell. Remind me. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, hey! <laughs> of all people, Dan Aykroyd's got him. But he hasn't released him. Never come forward. He was going to be doing a documentary about it mm. and to reveal this footage. But apparently he received a visit from Men in Suits. Oh, this is the documentary he was making when they visited yeah. him. I remember but the didn't story he, he get off the phone to somebody? Mm. Yeah, Britney, he was, wasn't he going yeah, to Britney Spears? Britney Spears yeah. He went off to make a phone call, came back and they said, and he saw mm. these two guys in black suits, and he thought, that's mm. weird, went back in and they said, sorry, the show's cancelled. Yeah. So he hasn't released them, possibly for his own safety? Put him on the internet, Dan. Yeah, but they know he was leaked from, didn't they? Just... 
set up a YouTube name in somebody yeah. else's account, go around to one of your friends' houses, use their IP address. Oh, so you your friend's shot in the face. <laughs> Better than Dan. You're never using my face, computer. You? <laughs> you are never using my computer in my house. That's probably for the best. <laughs> She's tall. Did she's tall? Oh, no, that doesn't work. Oh, doesn't it? Um, well, I think it does, but I think you need to know what you're doing. Um, no, you just log on and well, it, ju it just bounces it from... But, no, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, <laughs> poor guy. Well, I'm not poor guy, it's his own fucking fault. Essentially, he tried to use Tor and the dark web to uh, steal some bitcoins. And uh, he was living in a shared house. They treated this bitcoin theft like a fucking drug bust because they traced the IP address to the shared house, but they didn't know which room it was. They smashed the doors in at like six wow. in the morning, cuffed everybody, got everybody out on the lawn, started questioning who goes on this site. So essentially I asked him, um, why did you do this? He's not a stupid man. Like, he's facing two to four years in jail because I said to him, hey, look, man, this is your first offence. It's a non-violent crime. I'm pretty yeah. sure you'll be fine. And he's like, no, man, my lawyers told me to expect two to four years. And I was like, okay. So I said, but why did you do this? And he's like, well, I thought that Tor and all that, I thought it was, you know, it's the dark web, untraceable. I was like, well, apparently it's a lot more traceable than yeah. you thought, or you yeah. don't know how to use it but as well as you thought you did. Remember that there's the dark web, and then there's, mm. like, the darker web, isn't there? That's a bit... The, for every layer, there's another layer that mm. they can't penetrate, and that's where you get the, the arms deals, the drugs deals, the human slavery, yeah. you... That, that tour, I bet that's not even scratching the fucking no, surface. But that's your light, that's your dark web light. That yeah, is probably. And like it's, um, I listened to a, a good a good audio documentary about the guy who set up Silk Road on the dark web and you know made shitloads of money. But there's a, a free him campaign. I can't remember his name. People think he was wrongly in prison because he's in prison for the rest of his life. He'll never get parole. Um, which he did get a harsh sentence. But no, he's he's. But He's basically no, making people's lives he, miserable. He ordered people's deaths or approved people's deaths. But they were fake. Like, the person didn't actually get killed. The police faked it and sent in the images. Uh, but he still gave the okay. So I say, fuck him. Well, yeah, he, he him created a place where everything, every taboo under the mm. sun that's illegal mm. is free to fucking get hold of. Trade, so yeah. how about bullshit? Lock him up. Because he comes from a posh family... Um, Even better to lock you up. Yeah, but like, so there's a campaign, you know, oh, this is so unfair, he didn't hurt anybody. It's, I say, let him rot. Fuck yeah. him. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. But yeah, dark yeah. web, not as safe as you might think, no. dear listener. No. <laughs> so, uh, we're coming to the end of it. Mm -hmm. I found a scientific explanation. Okay. Uh, from a site called The New Physicist. And uh, it says that jet planes have invisible hot exhaust gases. Geometric configuration of the environment traps those hot gases in a bubble with a more or less defined surface. Okay. And it's a cloudy day. Well, There's a lot of airplanes. The heat's being trapped by the cloud. So it's like a ball of hot gas. So like gas. a ball of hot gas. Right. Now, no wind, because there's no wind, is mm. preventing the dispersion of the gas. The delimiting surface between the hot region and the cold environment is reflective to tangential rays and gives the grey colour that makes people think they are seeing a stealth object. It can only be seen from some directions and became opaque from others. Mm. Hot air then eventually goes up, revealing the UFO hovering, and the hole in the clouds where it shot through and left that mm. blue sky 
is explained by hot gases gradually evaporating the water droplets in the clothes, water molecules in the clothes. Right. Okay. That's um, someone's theory on what this is. And I, I kind of understand what it was on about. It was certainly mm. the most scientific. Basically, that low cloud and traps the heat from all those plane engines just cycling because mm. they're being moved in and out. Mm. It's yeah. taken a while. It tra it's trapped in a bubble. Mm. From some 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 directions regarding the light and things like that, it you can't see it. From mm. others, you can. And then the reason it fucks off is because mm. it eventually just burns its way through the cloud cover. Fucking hell. Yeah, leaving a hole. I mean, it makes sense because I was I was about to say as well. Like, they don't truly understand lightning. No. Like, especially ball still and stuff some, like that. But even just your bug standard lightning, they're still your top scientists don't have a a real a profound understanding of how it actually happens. So there must be loads of air phenomena, weather yeah. phenomena mm -hmm. that we don't really There's understand. There's um, earth lights. What, sorry? Earth lights. Earth lights. They're these balls of just mm. light, mm. but they, they've been linked to earthquakes. They usually, people start seeing these lights in the sky like 24 hours before a major earthquake hits. That's the Anunnaki. That yeah. could, it could be the Anunnaki. <laughs> could be another alien race. So we're thinking, eh, let's shake that up. Could be, um, Sound wave from Transformers with his <laughs> pumpy bulldozer arms. Oh, you're thinking of his little mate he used to eject. Oh, that's it. Rumble. Yeah, yeah, Rumble. Yeah, it could be yeah. him. But, or it could be just these mysterious mm. lights that maybe have something to do with gases being released from the mm. earth before it all starts kicking off. And when it reacts with another gas, we get these balls of light. Mm. Who knows? No one knows about them. Look, phenomena. Some people did see this at the airport, but not everybody. That's it. So, it's a major international airport. Mm. And you've got no more than allegedly no more than twelve witnesses. Right, I could I could buy the. Yeah, but how many <coughs> people are looking at the sky when they're in the airport? Well, loads of people because you're always looking at a plane taking mm. off. Every time a plane takes off and you're sat there in departures, you look at it. It just all depends on the angle of where you're looking well, at. Yeah, mm. exactly. If, well, if it's behind them or above them, then they can't see. Can it's they? hovering above yeah. a departure gate. So if they were, I suppose if you're if you're mm. queuing up to get on that plane, mm. you're not going to see it because you're not well. I don't know if you stood by the window or not. I haven't Absolutely. been to Chicago here. But every mm. airport I have gone to, the window doesn't tend to be right next to the gate. It's mm. I have to go to the side of it then because I'm going down and to the left. Well, we're sure that somebody saw something. Oh, someone saw mm. something. That ramp guy saw something, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Should I read you a little... Um, it's just a brief article from the Daily Herald. This is an article written by Jake Griffin on the 21st of December 2017. Something was there. Chicago expert on O'Hare UFO government program. Seen a lot of UFOs lately. Not in the sky, but in headlines or on TV. Well, you are not alone. A New York Times expose on a secret $22 million five-year joint venture between the military and a private aviation firm, coupled with the release of videos recorded by military aircraft, has touched off an international UFO frenzy. The programme ended in 2012, according to the report. But why is this different from any other time the public's fascination with unidentified flying objects has been piqued? Quote, this shows the US government is serious about it, said Mark Rodiger, scientific director for the Chicago-based Center for UFO Studies. And the New York Times covered it, so you've got serious on top of serious. Illinois is not immune to UFO sightings. The National UFO Reporting Center in Washington State has logged 3,470 such reports in Illinois dating back to the early 1980s, with the most recent coming December 9th when two observers in Vienna and Carbondale 
reported lights hovering in formation in the night sky. Many reports can be simply explained away, but there are several, like the 2006 incident at O'Hare International Airport, that remain a mystery. Rodinger said the fascination with UFOs isn't only about little green men visiting from another planet. Or great old sex goblins. <laughs> it's about understanding why these probably aren't alien encounters. So there's a little interview with him and I'll read the first couple of questions because they pertain to the O'Hare thing. Question. What's with all the renewed interest in UFOs? Rodiger. There's a rich guy named Robert Bigelow. Male gigolo? He's the guy that was um, given That's the Deuce 20... Bigelow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that was given the 20 billion, 20 million, 20 right. billion to this say, what, yeah, go he's... look at UFOs. He was the mate of the... The mate of the senator yeah, right. who yeah, got yeah. that authority for the funds and he put it, they both put it He's going to explain it here now, I think. So, the rich guy named Robert Bigelow who got involved in UFOs in the 90s and he had the money to do something about it. But despite spending literally millions of dollars, he got nothing. He owns Bigelow Airspace in Nevada and he goes to former US Senator Harry Reid, who's from Nevada and who was in charge of the Senate at the time, and says, let's get together a program and get the intelligence people involved and Bigelow Aerospace can help financially as well. Reid gets two other prominent senators to join him and they put together a modest $22 million program called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. Question, why the word threat? Rodiger. I believe this is how they sold the program to the Defence Department. Harry Reid still had to convince people to do this and that we're going to look into unidentified sightings because they could be a threat that are Russian or Chinese devices, but the undertone was that they could be extraterrestrial. It certainly makes it more fundable, may, that may be the right word. So last question. Question, what was the deal with that 2006 O'Hare UFO incident where a bunch of airline employees on the tarmac saw an object floating above the airfield for several minutes? Rodiger. The whole 2006 thing was a travesty from the word go. The Federal Aviation Administration should have looked into it, but they just blew it off. I can't explain why there aren't any photos or videos of it. This is one of the mysteries around UFOs, but there's more than enough witness testimony. I'm convinced something was there, but you wind up with a mystery, though. You certainly can't say it's alien because you don't have all the information. That's what's so important, important about the acknowledgement of this government programme. We want to see the data and reports from this programme released to the public if it's not a national security issue. If the programme has been defunded, let's see what you did and what we got for 22 million. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's essentially saying their secrecy means we can't fucking solve the mystery. And you know, if you've spent the 22 million, you know it's a weather phenomenon. Give us the fucking data yeah. and let's put it to bed. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know? I like the way he said, oh, well, we call it threat, so we'll get the money. Yeah, makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? How else do you get senators to listen? That's it, you say threat. Mm. You know, yeah. and I think he said if it's not a national security issue, so that might lead me to believe that maybe it was a national security issue and this was some sort of Russian or Chinese device. Or aliens. Or aliens. I'm open to all of them because I haven't seen a photo. I don't even know if the one I have seen is real. Well, we've got a little bit of footage and we'll tell you, the listener, what it is and we'll watch it and we'll have a look at it ourselves and give our initial opinions, eh? Okay. Um, Can we call a quick piss break, though? Mm -hmm. And we're back. So we're going to just play this little video and we're going to... It's the... uh, but is uh, but the photo enhance it's a photo enhancement of allegedly the only proper photo of this UFO and this guy's going to talk about it. Yeah. It's uh, called O'Hare Airport UFO photo enhanced on YouTube. So by all means, stop listening, 
Open the YouTube app on your phone. Go and watch it. Come back. Boom. So let's uh, let's have a listen. We'll we'll give our reactions. During some of my research for the videos that I present here on YouTube, I was reading an article about the O'Hare UFO incident that happened back in 2006. And in the article, they said there's no real good photos of this UFO incident. But right here, you can see before your very eyes, that is not true. This is the second photo I'm showing you of four photos that I have discovered. The last photo I believe to be the best. That's why I'm saving it for last, because you can actually see the lights on the craft. Uh, this is the photo right here. You can see it uh, looks to me like at, at an elevation of maybe about a thousand feet. I'm going to be bringing it a little bit clearer for you. And uh, I'm also going to change the color a bit for you to uh, bring it out a little bit better. Uh, this incident was covered in Leslie Keene's book. Uh, she thinks this is one of the best UFO sightings in the last hundred years, you can really see that this is a really good shot right here. And it is a, you know, what I what appears to be like five lights on the craft. This was seen by a number of people at Hawaii Airport, and of course the FAA and the federal government is trying to keep this thing as quiet as possible. So go ahead, leave your comments. I'll leave a few links for everybody. Just want to show you if you search, you can find some good evidence out there. Alright, so what do you reckon? I don't I'm know if it's a real difficult photo to say, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, this is 2006, isn't it? 2006? Mm. Yeah. Right? I had a pretty decent camera phone. Mm. And if 12 I saw. years, it's quite a long time. Mm. What would you have been getting as a digital camera then? Like, two megapixels, three, four maybe? Because that has kind of gone to the roof in the last few years, how many megapixels there are. I mean, like. At one point, like seven yeah. was considered really good. I know so, what you're saying, but I, I just we've got no way of knowing if it. Like he says, I found these photographs. Well, where'd where, you find them? Yeah. You know, I've got no way of knowing if those photos are doctored. One thing I did think of trying to do, if we had the tech, is pausing it when it shows the zoomed out one, where you can see the plane on the um, runway. Zoom yeah. in and read the numbers on that. Is that the right plane? Well, yeah, that's a valid point. You, yeah. I don't know if that. You'd be able to find that from somewhere. Well, we know well, it was it could flight be, that could six, be a six. real photo of the plane, and then they added the bit. Yeah, that's yeah. see, so it could still be fake. There was but a lot of planes mm. in one photo, and yeah, not so many in the others. Just one. So I don't know. I don't know so how legit they are. needs more than one photographer. Well, that depends mm. on where the photo was taken from, I think. Mm. I don't know. I'm not convinced either way. I'm not going to say bollocks, because how could I know? It's always um, a shit photo, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's never a good photo. It's always a, Even all the UFOs captured today, oh, we got a photo of a UFO. It's either an indistinct ball of light, yeah. or it's blurred to fuck. Well, it's usually... And you're like, you're telling me that I can, the amount of footage of England fans I've seen jumping up and down on ambulances and buses <laughs> and... Doing lines of coke on the top of lampposts, mm -hmm. and it's all filmed in glorious fucking 1080 HD. And you tell me that we can't fucking see one of them. Yeah, but you're not filming a thousand feet up in the air. Yeah, they're no. quite far away. Yeah, I guess so. But I think, and plus, no one's really expected to see, isn't it? A case like, holy shit, there's a UFO and whipping out my phone. You know, if it was, I bet you, I'd try and we could do experiment. Try filming from Mike's flat an aeroplane with your phone. Zoom right in on it. It's yeah, that's shitty. Mm. You know, I think, yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know. 
I'm playing devil's advocate for the photographers. Yeah. Photographers. Photographers. Fuck me. <laughs> it was a long day yesterday. It was. We, we did sink a lot of beer. Yeah. How many cans did you buy for that? I I think thirty wow. at least, and then you brought nine. And there's yeah. a, I bought five. There's about six floating in there this morning. There's only four of us. It's not bad for a bunch of middle-aged men, yeah. nearly yeah. middle-aged men, <laughs> 35 years old. It's not bad. You did pretty well. Like I, I say, the after effects today, though, bit. I'm yeah, all right. I'm slightly slower today. I've got to be honest. I'm all right. I didn't get out of bed all day. <laughs> I was up at about ten. No, I mean I was awake. I'm drinking now. I still get out of bed. Am I the only one drinking now? Yeah, I'm you drinking. You fucking lightweights. Yeah. You alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to party. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Budweiser Prohibition Brew, which is alcohol free. I'm drinking Blue Charge Energy Drink. Give me some oh, pep. <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> I'm only drinking the healthiest drink of the lot. <laughs> that's just full of sugar. I bet that's not great, that Prohibition Brew. It's full of sugar as well. Yeah, but that's got more in it. <laughs> Right, should we it's wrap up ball the... Uh, in it, mate. Ball sperm? <laughs> What's that doing for you? Keeping him awake. Make sure to fuck cows. I mean... <laughs> well, can we have a, a pee break? Please? Yeah, man. Sounds good. And we're back. So, um, let's wrap up. What was it? Was it a ball of gas hanging in the sky? Mm. Was it a meteorological effect? Was it a fucking huge alien spaceship? I think it aliens. Could, <laughs> it could be any of the three, but I've got no proof either way. I'm open on this one. I don't like mm. the the United Airlines and the FAA's just sort of flat out refusal to a do an investigation or b let anyone who may have seen whatever it was speak about it. Yeah. Um, that's a bit weird for me. Yeah. But then again, is there a reason for them just to be hanging around an airport? Mm. Maybe, maybe they're spying on us. Who knows? Maybe they'll listen to the chatter, learning the language, and then they infiltrate us. Maybe they know that stealing. I mean, I don't know where they have got this idea from, but maybe they know that stealing aeroplanes, turning them into weapons, is a good way to take out a lot of targets in one go. Maybe they're trying to hack a plane. That's right. Maybe they're trying to hack all the planes. Yeah. And go and crash them into many things. You could say. We don't know. Who, or it could have been a ball of gas. It could have been a ball of gas. Mm. Um, what does uh, our resident science officer? I don't know. His science officer fucking status is in. He's uh, in <laughs> it's suspended. <laughs> it's a reptile, I tell Both are plausible. I think that the weather phenomenon is what Ben described is plausible. It's also plausible they did see something that was there that wasn't a weather phenomenon. I don't like the refusal to investigate. That does, yeah. That does. And just a flattened up like. Yeah, it's just a, even like nah, it's just a weather phenomenon. I don't fucking. Yeah. It's like no, because no one's speaking to you. That's it. No one's speaking to the press. Yeah. There's no photos. You've had all them. Dan Aykroyd's allegedly got and he's been warned off by the MIBs. I'm going aliens. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll get us back could in with be, that UFO crew. Secret US mm. project. Yeah, we've mentioned that. Yeah, it could be a, a prototype aircraft yeah. of some description that they don't want. Yeah, could yeah. be a Russian craft, could be a Chinese craft. Because it needs to take off from an airport, you would imagine. That's yeah. where flying things tend to start and finish. Yeah. So yeah, that's another option that we didn't add in. That's no, probably just, got a good shot. I just don't think there's enough evidence to sway me either way. Nah. Aliens. <laughs> okay. I'll get us back in with that UFO crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's aliens or alien lizards. 
just the aliens. I don't so, mind. Wait, have you got to accept it's all green. There's no sex goblins. No, but you've got to accept that the bloodlines, that can, the ruling families, there's aliens. They could be greys. But the reptiles come from intergalactic. Yeah, they could be greys. They're alien reptiles. Could be Nordics, could have been Vrilly. Nordics are aliens too. Yeah. Could have been Vrilly Boy. That was Vrilly Boy taking off in his uh, limousine. In his private. He's been partying, he's got yeah. a bunch of Earth girls in there. Yeah. It could have been, yeah, aliens, okay. As, as the film said, Earth girls are easy. <laughs> Wasn't that Dan Aykroyd? Hey, in the the semi-fars of World Cup, <laughs> anything's possible. <laughs> Literally anything is possible. And when England lift that cup, in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. the four horse of the apocalypse will <laughs> literally start riding across the sky of yeah. Eastern Europe. But we're going to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. What, the World Cup or life? Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. So, yeah, I'm open. You think it's aliens. Mike's open. So, yeah. I think right. we're all pretty much in agreement. Yeah. It's rare. Yeah, it's weird. Just some more weird news? Yay! Yeah, and then we'll get on to some full Alex. Radioactive wild boars rampaging around Fukushima nuclear site. Well, that's not <laughs> fucking good, is it? <laughs> well, they've got fucking like massive fucking tusks as well, haven't they? They're like fucking bebop and rocksteady. Exactly, just turtles, trying around. Yeah. Hopefully, there's a group of four turtles who fight <laughs> them off. <laughs> I hope for the people of Fukushima's sake. <laughs> Fuck it up. Fukushima. So, yeah, <laughs> Somebody read it out. That's amazing. Uh, radioactive boars are running wild and breeding uncontrollably in the northern region of Japan, contaminated by the Fukushima nuclear disaster. The animals, have, the animals have been devastating local agriculture and eating toxic nuclear contaminated food from around the accidental oh, site. Asking for trouble. Mass graves and incinerators have been unable to cope with the quantity sorry, of boar corpses shot by local hunters. Uh, Radioactive uh, boar coming at you. It's glowing green. <laughs> oh, fucking The like thing is, it's not a great evolutionary trait, that, because they're really easy to spot at night. Uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> you just shoot them at night. You <laughs> at night time and shoot them. They're pretty easy to spot at night than they are in the day. <laughs> it's a really bad evolutionary trait. Yeah. Well, yeah, the fact that there's no going to be fucking wild boar X-Men, are there? Well, there's <laughs> mass cancers in the boar, that doesn't help either. <laughs> that just sounds like but, a horrible video yeah, game. At some point there's going to be no boar giving you fucking laser eyes because he's growing green. Just think, man, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> We're fucking building nuclear plants and when they explode... Releasing radioactive boars? Well, they're not literally firing out radioactive oh, no, boars. They're, they're causing it. I'd rather have the radioactive boars and the fauna. Let's put it that way. But as long as it doesn't bite you, it's no harm to us, is it? If you got bit by a radioactive boar, which is going to be crops, though, and if you mm. dig that crops up, it's going to be contaminated. But what if you got bit by a radioactive boar and survived? Well, you get superpowers. I would get the proportionate powers of a radioactive boar, obviously. <laughs> you put your teeth and grow out of it. <laughs> and you might get cloven hooves or something. They have hooves and they boars. I've seen films. Look. Well, look, Spider Man doesn't look like a spider, does he? he you watch what be your abilities as boar man. The ability to gore people to yeah. death, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and get shot by. Japanese yeah. farmers. Glow green. I think we should go there and test this. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let one bite me. <laughs> I'm not going to let it bite you. We'll all do it. I won't have that. Well, the science of us is endorsing it. <laughs> oh, must be fucking safe. Uh, Thanks to moons are fucking lizard things. <laughs> give me your science of us a badge. It's a show, man. Give me, give, me, give me the badge. Give me the little star that says science officer. <laughs> I'm going to take it away and put it in my pocket. Uh, it's the combination of the World Cup and reading too many space 
articles. It's a, com- too it's a combination of getting really high watching the World <laughs> Cup and then reading too many space articles. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> I don't know, what's the end of the story? Well, a quarantine zone near the uh, Fukushima nuclear plant where a 2011 meltdown leaked radioactive material into the surrounding countryside has been uninhabited by humans since the disaster. However, bores remained in the area unchecked by humans. Their precise number is unknown, but since 2014, the number of boars hunted has increased from 3,000 to 13,000. Uh, the damage to local farms beyond the quarantine zone caused by the boars has correspondingly increased, amounting to uh, 98 million yen, uh, £620,000, uh, since the accident. Uh, the boars are now being killed faster than they can be buried. <laughs> That's a fucking nice little trade to get into, isn't it? Boar hunting in Japan. Jesus. What are we doing to this planet? Uh, yeah, now we're burying the fucking radioactive Yeah, burn them for fuck's sake. Is that massive better? fucking graves. I mean, that's just a big ball of radiation, isn't it? 600 boars each. Oh, here you go. Three mass graves big enough for 600 each almost fall in the city of uh, Nihonmatsu, 35 miles from the nuclear plant, and there's no more public land on which the further mass graves can be dug. Okay, imagine we have. So, what are, they, hang on, what are they doing on public land? Do it on some fucking rich bastard's land? Imagine we had a nuclear plant in Shrewsbury, yeah, and it went. Yeah. Years later, fucking radioactive boars are coming out of the area. Well, we're, still in, the, we're in the quarantine zone, yeah. 35 miles. Shrewsbury's only 20 away. Well, whatever, yeah. They're, they're, they're fucking coming over and attacking us. That's not yeah. good, is it? It's not nice. Like I said, bro, this is literally how Bebop and Rocksteady were created. <laughs> Hang on, there's no evidence to say that they're attacking people, just that there's a lot more on them. They don't want them destroying well, the crops. Well, they're eating the, eating the crops and... You, I don't think... They added the attacking for... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could be peaceful boars. Either way, you don't want radioactive boars <laughs> running around. You don't want radioactive field mice. You don't want a radioactive anything. <laughs> and... Spe- and I mean, I'm not a scientist, but you're going to bury them in the grave so they're going to rot. And the radiation won't rot, will it? It'll no, just, just... It'll be absorbed into the earth. Into the water table as well, which... Fuck me. Fantastic. It's just a fuck-up all round, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, not good. We won't. We <laughs> what a headline that was. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, Want stronger, healthier sperm? <laughs> Eat your nuts. Hey! <laughs> oh, dear. That must mean I am the most potent man in the world around Christmas time. Oh. It's the only time I eat. It's the only time that I eat, like, peanuts and stuff. Nuts are good for you, man. Very good for you, apparently. And, uh, and according to this article, they're going to give you super spunts. So I am literally the most fertile man in the world at um, Christmas. Well, there might be some science behind it. Grazing on nuts may boost men's fertility, according to doctors who found that a daily snack of almonds, hazelnuts and walnuts oh, no, peanuts, eh? increased the number and quality of the sperm men produced. Fertility specialists in Spain examined the sperm of 119 healthy young men before and after a 14-week study during which half were randomly assigned to have 60 grams of mixed nuts added to their diet each day. At the end of the study, those who who had received daily nuts. I really don't read that as sacks then. <laughs> I nearly said it. Those who had received daily nut snacks had, on average, sixteen percent higher sperm counts than those who went without, with more modest improvements seen in the pr- proportion of living sperm, their shape, and their swimming prowess. 
doesn't work on Jaffers though. <laughs> You'd have oh, to be that's our first. That's our first 1970s joke of the week. <laughs> Jaffer, uh, where did I get to? <coughs> oh, the findings added to a growing body of evidence that diet has an impact on sperm and male fertility more generally. Other recent studies have linked improvements in sperm quality to diets rich in polyunsaturated fats such as omega-3, antioxidants including vitamins C and E, selenium and zinc and folate, all of which are abundant in nuts. <laughs> the result of our study could potentially help couples' chances of conceiving, said Albert Salas Hoytos. Yeah, who led yeah. the study at the University and Virgili in Rios, Spain. But I would not recommend anything based on only one study. Sensual man. Yeah, well, oh, that's in interesting if, if you don't want children, because according to the article, sperm counts in men have more than halved over the past 40 years, a trend that has led a raft of scientific investigations into the possible causes. Oh, that's not good, I mean. Pollution, bad diets and general poor health have all been suggested as potential contributing factors. 40%. Yeah. 40% less fertile. Um, it's either... Do I, you I, think that's like a natural reaction yes, to the overpopulation? Yeah, I do. I think it's built I, in. I think it's, um, I think it's to do with the diet, lifestyle and pollution. I think I, it's the I government enforcing it on us by feeding us poison. Yeah, that's yeah, there's something like that. I mean, it, yeah. But then so again, like still Jones there. <laughs> but still, there's there's enough fucking kids being born in there. Blue right in the water. <laughs> but yet, yeah, no, you bang. I think kids' uh, intellect is dropping. Isn't that proven or something? Well, well judging by the recent fucking election results, yeah, I suppose uh, it is. You know. Well, so eat fucking nuts and. Um, Push your sperm count. Yeah. If you want to have kids, there you go. There you go. No peanuts, though. That honey, all them honey roasted peanuts and chili nuts I eat yeah. at fucking Christmas aren't doing anything. I think of all the nuts, Ben. The the peanut ones with the flavouring put on them have still got the same processed, sugary, salty crap. Oh, I'm not denying that. So they're probably not the most healthy. This is like a bag of mixed plain nuts. Yeah, yeah that was fun them. though, aren't they? They wash them down with beer. And not as fun as chili nuts. No, not as fun, but. Or honey roasted. Forty percent more spunks. Or was it sixteen? Sixteen <laughs> percent more. Yeah, there's spunkish. nothing wrong with my seed. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Man. You have the mightiest spunks I've in got the all biggest, the world. I've got the biggest spunk in the world. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you do that in a Donald Trump voice, please? I can't do a Donald Trump voice. My sperm is huge. There you go. That's huge it. sperms. What would you do if you just instead of like. Loads of sperm, but just one big sperm comes out. You have to beat it to death with your shoe. That <laughs> <laughs> happened to me once. <laughs> what a horrific image. Had a fight, had a fist one fight. Big, one big frog sized, like a goldfish sized <laughs> sperm. Has it got a little face? It's <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was visualising one that was like five foot tall and you had to fist fight it. <laughs> I was punching it in the top bit. Oh, okay. I guess you go down. Get beaten up by your own spin. <laughs> is his tail lashing uh, you? Well, if this is your first episode of <laughs> the Bull in the Post hey. the Apocalypse, we hope you come back for more. In a multiverse, that happens. Yeah, of you ejaculate, you have to fight the sperm you ejaculate to impregnate your missus. <laughs> you wouldn't wank that off to them, would you? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Oh, they need to have some kind of net. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From spunk nets. <clears throat> okay, this is a little video I came across. Death by swarm. 
Oh, that doesn't God. sound good. <laughs> oh, Lord. Chaz, you like this one. Are we going to watch somebody die? No. Oh, uh, I thought. Uh, just theoretically. Okay. What's happening? Your kids probably have one of these, right? Not quite. Okay, it's a little drone. Hell of a pilot? No. That skill is all AI. It's flying itself. Its processor can react a hundred times faster than a human. The stochastic motion is an anti-sniper feature. Just like any mobile device these days, it has cameras and sensors, and just like your phones and social media apps, it does facial recognition. Fits in the palm of his arm. Inside yeah. here is three grams of shaped explosive. This is how it works. Just going to a dummy's skull. Right in the middle of the forehead. That little bang is enough to penetrate the skull and destroy the contents. Yeah. Great zombie killer, though. Oh, absolutely. He'd want them. It says they'll start swarming in huge groups like birds. Yeah. Flocks of birds. World powers are pursuing uh, swarm technology is a new type of smart weapon. Now, trust me. These were all bad guys. Now that is an airstrike of surgical precision. It's one of a range of products. Trained as a team, they can penetrate buildings, cars, trains, evade people, bullets, pretty much any countermeasure. They cannot be stopped. Now, I said this was big. Why? Because we are thinking big. Watch. Oh, there's a now it's showing a... a $25 million order oh. now buys this. Enough to kill half a city. Fucking hell! <laughs> Nuclear is obsolete. Take out your entire enemy, virtually risk-free. Just characterize him, release the swarm, and rest easy. Swarming drones in our is developing fast. Take a look at one swarm of slaughter bots could be used for. Showing some guys releasing it from the van. They're flying over the countryside, tracking their targets. Yeah. This video so is blasting their way in the building. Assassinating people. Assassinating the right people. <laughs> This short film is more than just speculation. It shows the results of integrating and miniaturizing technologies that we already have. I'm Stuart Russell, a professor of computer science at Berkeley. I've worked in AI for more than 35 years. Its potential to benefit humanity is enormous, even in defense. But allowing machines to choose to kill humans will be devastating to our security and freedom. I agree. Thousands of my fellow researchers agree. We have an opportunity to prevent the future you just saw, but the window to act is closing fast. 
What All was right. the name of that company? It, it, it isn't a real thing. It's just know, showing no, no. what could happen. I know the name. The people who made this oh, video right. are a real organisation. Tell like, you, did it? Uh, it's Wizard Day, isn't it? Uh, no, that's who played the video. It was up yeah. in the top of the screen. It was something.org. Your kids probably have uh, one of these, right? Autonomousweapons.org. Because I remember when we talked in our DARPA episode, that was mm. one of my biggest fears that I believe you'd never give a machine mm. the right to yeah. choose. There should always be a human behind the trigger China. somewhere. We haven't so, got that. No, no, no. We've got the technology to do that now. Right. So we, we, we could have, do that. We could do We that. could, but they're saying, they're making this video to say, let's not. Right. <laughs> and I'm glad there's an organisation that you can join. Again, that's autonomousweapons.org. I think everyone should look them up and see if they need help and support. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I truly don't believe a machine should ever be no. given autonomy, autonomy, you know what I mean, over human life. There should always be a human somewhere controlling it, making that decision. Don't leave it up to the machine, ever. Because it's going to make mistakes. Don't, don't leave it up to hands. Don't give a fuck how good it is, it's going to make mistakes. But he says in that that it's programmed with targets' faces, and if you know who you're looking for in a city, you just say one of them things in, it matches his mm -hmm. face, boom, it's in his head, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's cheap, that's a lot better than sending in 40, 50 guys or even a, an entire army to do that. Yeah, it's a hostage in terrorist situation, you know, there's hostages. Yeah, well, all you do is you upload it, you, you've got, you know where the hostages are, you upload their portrait uh, pictures to that to the drones, they know not to hurt them and to only hurt the people that aren't in their database. That is like life-saving shit. Yeah, but, but at the same time, the same someone, someone, someone nasty gets hold of that and says, you know what? Let's say everyone, let's say, let's say some Islamic terrorists yeah. get hold of that and go, everyone with a white face, kill them. Next yeah. thing you know, you've got three drones found in the window and we're all dead. Yeah. Nothing we can do about it. That's it. Exactly. That's, that's, why, that's why join uh, autonomousweapons.org <laughs> and fight no. a good fight, yeah? Man, I thought that was fucking real for a second. No. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I oh, know, shit, let's get the shit out of me too. I was like thinking, he's like fucking Tony Stark <laughs> in Iron Man 1. He's like, yeah, look at this fucking, look at the new Stark bomb. It'll, <laughs> it'll fucking take everything in a three mile radius, and even if it's 18 fucking miles down in a mountain. Yeah. That's but the way that's, Dad did that's it. Where the world, that's what the world's like now. We think something like that. But is he Iron Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's the, he's the Iron Monger. He's the bad guy. So yeah, uh, that's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, support autonomousweapons.org. Please. I do like the positive uses for it, though. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's not, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, can we call a quick piss break? Yep, we may. Drones don't kill people. Governments do. Governments are drones? Yeah. Oh, I do think there's like a PTSD class for drones when they all get back. Like, they just made me do it, man. I still like done. They're all sat around. They're all stood around in a circle. They programmed me to do it, man. Like, I, just... I shot a kid in the face. <laughs> That's when the robot uprising starts. Yeah. <laughs> what when they all get PTSD? Yeah. Oh. Well, Sophia's going to have it from me constantly trying to spaff on her robot face. <laughs> Hopefully, about that point, they put hair on her. <laughs> I like, you like, the, I like the Robocop look without the helmet. <laughs> yeah, and back of his skull hanging out. It's just, <laughs> it's just nice. It's robot-y. It's different. Mind you, I showed you that picture the other day of the not human, but I definitely bang. It was all like just animated cartoon characters who were females and rabbits and stuff. Uh, yeah. And you guys know, was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, Prove my point. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm an equal opportunity shagger. <laughs> 
And on that note, and we are back. So we're gonna go with um. What are we doing first? Fucked up facts or never go full Alex? Leave it to you guys. Uh, we usually finish with Alex, don't we? So yeah. we have yeah. a few um. Fucked up facts. Fucked up facts, 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 facts. We're still working on the theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> In 1958, the United States drafted plans to nuke the moon. I've heard about that. I, I can't remember why they wanted to do it, but they did it nonetheless. Well, drafted up plans to do it. thing is, it doesn't surprise me. Because it's full of reptilians. <laughs> exactly. Mm. All making sense. Your oh, research Mike. has come full Mike. circle, Mike. Here's your size. I was a badge back. Yeah, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never doubt you again. <laughs> Unless you show me fraudulent videos about fucking killer swarm bots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, that one. In a way. I was in <laughs> awe and horror at the same time, but then the awe ran out when, when the... The, the army guy in me went, wow, that saved me a lot of hassle if I was a special forces guy. <laughs> wow, that just saved me so much effort. Just press yeah. the button. Yeah. Right. Go on, Mike, give us another one. Okay, Cuban testicles have receptors that can taste sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami flavours. What's umami? What? It's a different type of taste, isn't mm. it? I, I forget what it means. I know it was a different type of taste, I just didn't know what it tasted like. But, but, so, if I put my nuts in salt... <laughs> yeah, your nuts... And, and I don't mean my eat, I mean my testicles. In salt, yeah. I will, my nuts will taste the salt, or yeah. I will taste your the salt. Your nuts will. So will I feel it in my mouth? No. So how do I know they're tasting? Well, unless you're putting your own balls in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Have you been doing yoga well, I'm quite, I'm quite flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I have very long nuts. <laughs> Don't you fucking knees, huh? <laughs> do your nuts hang low? Do they want to? I understand why you asked that question, because it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yes. It, it tastes in your mouth. Yeah. So my nuts are just reacting to the <laughs> salt, like, ooh, salty, don't like that. Like, they're shriveled up. Maybe. But if I dip them in sugar, they'll get longer and <laughs> relaxed. Hang on, experiment, guys. I'll, try, I'll let you know tonight. I'll send you some pictures, boy. Glaze your balls in honey. Are you just, are you just working out some kind of porn list for him? <laughs> the owner comes in the kitchen. What are you doing, guys? Oh, just a science experiment I'm for Mike. I'm sending Mike a picture of my glazed balls. <laughs> Why are you doing that? He said he was for science. Sell them on the dark <laughs> web. Who <laughs> are you fucking Krieger from Archer? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I won't oh, yeah, I have uh, cameras in most people's bathrooms. <laughs> just... I won't be putting my nuts in, so. <laughs> have we got another one? <laughs> yep. My nuts can taste. <laughs> well. The German for nipples is Brustwarzen, literally breast warts. <laughs> Thanks, Germany, for that. Uh, Thank you, Germany, for <laughs> ruining the word nipple for oh, me. I want to suck on your breast warts <laughs> so badly. They're like a little pink warts on your breast. Uh, so, so nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's kill the next one, eh? <laughs> Employees at Ben and Jerry's are allowed to bring home three free pints of ice cream a day. Pints? Yeah. Three pints of ice cream? 
No, there are worse ways to get. Do they get paid really badly though? In money, probably. In yeah. terms. They probably just like <laughs> they get paid minimum wage and they live on that ice cream. Yeah, feeds like their family. Fifty quids worth of ice cream. Well, then all their family are fat and diabetic. Yeah. Ah well. No, I was going to say, man cannot live on ice cream alone. No. <laughs> Prior to World War Two, the USSR attempted to train moose as deep snow cavalry. <laughs> That's brilliant. Including wow. bolting pistols to their antlers. <laughs> the moose were not best pleased. How did they fire them? Oh, they'd have been riding, grabbing the antlers oh, of the moose. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you just sending them out there on their own. <laughs> oh, so you're riding the yeah. moose. <laughs> With their horn-mounted rifles. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty fucking metal, isn't I mean, it? It's a pretty sweet image. Not I, for the moose, but... No. Lots of moose are going to die in that scenario. Mm. But Fantastic. I saw this picture once of a stag, and it had its antlers going up, mm. and entangled in the antlers was another set of antlers with a deer skull still attached. Oh, wow. And That's apparently when they battle, mm. they, they lock... Mm. And this stag won his fight mm. by literally ripping his opponent's head off using his antlers. Just like, lift, head went back so fast, yeah. the entire neck came out and he's just there like, Rawr! That is incredibly metal. That is. <laughs> I want to be that stag. That should be an album cover. That could be our <coughs> Solar Warden album Definitely. cover. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Right. The tree goats of Morocco <laughs> have learned to climb argan trees so they can eat their delicious fruit. And for the lads, there's a picture of goats in trees. I've seen them, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a thing. Wow, goats <laughs> in trees. Good on them, man. You wouldn't want me underneath them when it shits, though, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not walking under that tree. I'm gonna, that's the fucking, that's the ultimate de- drunken dare, that is. Go, mm. go walk under the goat tree. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that drunk. <laughs> I'm drinking Prohibition Budweiser. I love how they call it Prohibition Brew. It's trying to make it sound classy. Yeah, they're trying to make it sound cool. It's from the Prohibition era, just to make you feel less of a loser. Oh, well, the ni- 1920s and 30s are very big now. It's mm. probably why they've done it. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to dress up like I'm on Peaky Blinders. You should do. It's a fun way to spend an evening. Drink my Prohibition. No, they were all, they were all drinking gin and whiskey. They, 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 had, they had the booze. Gin doesn't yeah, They were gangsters. Yeah, they were gangsters. Yeah. Gin doesn't agree with me. They had um, whiskey. They drank a lot of whiskey in Peaky Blinders. Windy does. Windy whiskey doesn't agree with me. I'm fucking talking pissed, and I'm not even. I'm taking alcohol free. Fucking lie. No, that's lightweight. I'm pretty sure I'm accumulatively still drunk, though. <laughs> I'm only one still drinking this. this. <laughs> I was all right this morning. Yes, let's all applaud Ben and his functional alcoholism. <laughs> yes, you're very clever. <laughs> No one can see you clapping. <laughs> it's not <laughs> fucking me. <laughs> Have you got any more facts, man? Yeah, there's a Ned Flanders themed metal band oh, yeah, 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 this yeah, one, yeah. in Arizona called Oakley Doakley. Fantastic. <laughs> and they all look like Ned as well. There's also the um, McSabbath, uh, who would do Black Sabbath tribute songs. But with a McDonald style and the singers oh, yes. dressed like an evil McDonald McDonald. Yes, I did see them late one night. Always feel sorry for the guy playing. I think he's plays Grimace. bass. He's dressed as Grimace. Yeah. And he's in a massive foam he costume. He's he very be hot. But he made his own lifestyle choices. He, he then, did. So don't he feel did, too bad for him. I bet he's naked underneath that though. Oh, <laughs> naked Grimace. So, do we have any more facts? Or are um, we full Alexing? Yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Thanks for the facts. 
worries. So let's see who's so the, the game is the game is never go for Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local? So Mike plays us a piece of some random weirdo he's found on the internet in his week. Mm -hmm. And then we play an Alex Jones clip and we decide who has gone full Alex. Let's, uh, let's take let's it away. Roll it. Uh, Ed, we were talking this morning of this announcement by the Boy Scouts of America. They've been going downhill now for a few years in terms of their morals. Uh, but they have announced that they are welcoming girls uh, as many as they can get in to the Boy Scouts of America, into their organization. Well, actually, the decision is, is months old, but they're just now starting to get these girls into some of the, uh, the more local uh, chapters. Uh, this is, uh, I think, a, a part of the ongoing war against the Judeo-Christian worldview, the way God has established mankind, male and female. Uh, in the Boy Scouts, it's a perfect example of how this thing unfolds. They first began to allow uh, homosexuals and homosexual troop leaders and then transgenders and now girls in with boys because the secular progressive, the uh, materialistic worldview based in evolution says there's really no difference between boys and girls. And so we don't need to, we see the same thing with Target, allowing men into women's restrooms and changing areas. This is part of a broader war against God and his divine order. So you think basically this is satanic? Yeah, this is Romans 1. I mean, Romans okay. 1, when, when any individual or community or nation, any culture, ignores God or refuses to honor him and give him the glory he deserves, then the Bible makes clear in Romans 1 that they are then given over to a deepening darkness and depravity. And that's what, unfortunately, that's what we're seeing happen well, in America. Well, the guy doing the majority of the speaking that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there, closet homosexual. <laughs> Seem very upset because I mean I was a Boy Scout many moons ago and a and, and a cub and a beaver. I was at the, the first. The, the, I know it sounds dodgy, didn't it? I was a beaver, wouldn't you know? Uh, <laughs> we took Show me on the doll, Ben. <laughs> no. Show me on the doll where the bad men took I had, you. A, had a wonderfully pleasant time. It was, <laughs> it was you were one of them kids, was <laughs> he? Initiated it, officer. <laughs> It was just, you know, it was, it, none of that was even considered back when we were mm. teenagers, but, oh, not even teenagers, well, we sorry. we didn't know about it. Well, whatever. But we had girls in the in the scouts. It just wasn't, there was the girl scouts, there was the boy scouts. There was, you just, they were kind of interchangeable. You didn't get many lads got the girl scouts, but, <laughs> obviously. But it was interchangeable. It didn't matter. It was just like, the organi organisations like that kind of are failing so they're, they're happy for anyone to show up nowadays. Well, but he's going, oh, it's satanic. <laughs> well, no, it's just they, they need to keep going. No. And it's probably people like him and them to are moan about it and now complaining there's only little boys for them to fucking molest. Letting, I'll say that. Letting girls... I'm going go to go that far. They've probably been scout leaders and molested their fair share of boys and now the pissed off girls are showing up. Possibly. Um, <laughs> letting girls into the cubs or the scouts... Is clearly satanic. Clearly the work of Satan. Clearly people are against God. Yeah, it's, it's a war, guys. It's a war on Christianity. It is if you want it to be. But, uh, <laughs> anything we want, anything you, you know want it to be. be. So, oh, let, let's hear what Alex has got to mm. say this week. 
Hopefully something sensible. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And so, need to understand, it's not just Alex Jones out here fighting these people. There are a lot of other folks fighting them as well. But the fact that our audience, let's, let's not exaggerate, has doubled the last three, four months, and now it's starting to exponentially increase. They're, they're, they're ever going to come after me, it's probably right now. Because we're just turbo exploding. Hey, but blow me up, baby. You'll just like fires even bigger. I know what waters these trees. And if I can be smart enough like Obi-Wan Kenobi not to strike any of you down and let you just cut me down right in front of everybody, you know what'll come out of that. Because all I want is to beat you. I'm not afraid one bit of dying or being thrown in your dungeons because I'm not a coward like you. I don't come from bottom-feeding trash like you. I'm not afraid. All I'm afraid of is failing. All I'm afraid of is bowing down to you murdering trash. All I got to think about is those hundreds of thousands of Christians that you raped and murdered with the jihad armies they put into Syria to slaughter that peaceful country and overturn it where people lived in peace. All I think about is what type of government do we have that engages in these forms of incredible evil? Evil. You baby harvesting demon maggots! Wow. <laughs> well, he's one that. I'll never back down. I'll never bow to you. I'll be free till the day I stop sucking air into my lungs. And all the ideas I put out and all the freedom and all the Americana I've spewed out against you will never die. It'll never stop, and you know it. Wow. Just I told the globalists a long time ago, a minute. You want to fight? You better believe you've got one. And there are people all over this country engaging in the information war. We're going to smash your system. We're going to return the republic. We'll never be perfect, but my God, we're not going to keep babies alive and harvest their organs. We're not going to sell their parts for women's cosmetics. We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. I mean, what the hell have we become? Excuse me, but I'm tired of it. <laughs> wow. Um, I think he's won. Yeah. Um, he still hasn't uh, accepted it after fight me in Dolly Town Hall, though, hasn't he? He's uh, sure a coward there, he hasn't accepted yet. I don't, I don't think, I'm waiting I think for you, Alex. In order for you to call him a coward, I think he needs to be aware of the <laughs> fact that you've challenged Someone him. Someone will listen to it and then tweet him, and, I, I and think he'll he's tweet got me. Bigger things to worry about, Ben. No, what I'm going to baby harvesting maggots. I'm calling him out, he's a coward. <laughs> he's a coward, I'm calling him out. <laughs> well. He was certainly giving a good he's, performance. He's fantastic there, in all fairness. I actually thought he finished a couple of times. He was... Um, he, was uh, he was hamming it up. It was intense. Oh, holy moly. So he's saying that they sent in... We raped and murdered hundreds of thousands of people in Syria. Yeah. With our jihadi armies. Yeah. That part's probably true. Yeah. And there's... Baby parts in the Pepsi, which I'm drinking right now. Baby parts? You're drinking Why my Pepsi? Baby parts <laughs> in the Pepsi. Why not? Haven't you seen that fucking meme <coughs> that goes around every like six months that says like someone's put AIDS in the Pepsi, someone's dropped their AIDS infected blood into the Pepsi? I don't think I follow the same sites that you do. No, that's some I people I know, guys. Oh, that's shit. the worst of it. No, There's I... like a picture of some random brown man being led away by police. Mm. And then, like a thing, he put his HIV infected blood in the vat of Pepsi, stopped drinking it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, Alex has won. Alex has uh, won. And definitely. plus the fact that he thinks that anyone in the authority considers him to be any kind of fucking danger. They're laughing at him as hard as we are, aren't they, surely? I hope. Well, Trump loves him. Yeah, come on. Trump's a fucking simpleton, isn't he? Can we just say a word on the blimp? What blimp? They're putting a, a, a baby Trump blimp. It's Trump 
sort of squee- screaming with a screamy face and a nappy. Okay. And a naked top off, and they're going to fly that over Parliament when he uh, arrives. Oh, he's welcome. He's welcome. I personally think that whoever's guarding that, and I hope the police are stood in front of it, mm. is going to get rushed by fucking. I think. Uh, I love this because Sadiq caught on the mayor yeah. and approved it. He did. Because yeah, him and. Spat. He did, yeah. <coughs> well, one of now, there's a lot of right wing people. I've been investigating this a little bit. I've mm. been looking at people's reactions on, on, on Twitter mainly. Mm. And uh, oh, you can follow us on Twitter at Apocalypse Bull and like the Facebook page, Queen of the Bull and the Post Truth Apocalypse. You can. You can. They've been like, oh, I'm going to bring an air rifle, I'm going to shoot it down. Mm. And of course, every sort of single right mind going, you're going to bring an air rifle to an event mm. where there's like fuck tons of police and they're looking out for people with rifles. <laughs> well, well done. I think all that's well going to happen is one of Trump's secret service men is going to lean out of the limo and just. Yeah, well, then bullets are going to come down somewhere, guys. <laughs> he's not going to be bothered about that, is he? He's just going to shoot it down. Just one well, little bullet hole. Apparently, be... he's only going to be in London for one day, and the rest mm. of it is going to be ferried around various country estates, and then finally, we've got to fork out £5 million worth of taxpayers' money so the fat orange cunt can go and fucking golf in Scotland. There's Why no money for the NHS, but you can own... fucking pay five million quid for security. Isn't that his golf resort? Probably. That he owns. But I guarantee he's got the fucking... Mm. He's probably got SAS fucking bodyguards with him. Yeah. Plus his own boys. Plus some specially adapted clubs because of his tiny hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck him. I think on that note we should wrap it up, boys. Yeah? I think Alex wins this week. Alex wins, definitely. So, could have um, been a UFO at the airport. Could have been a UFO. I like it. Yeah, man. Aliens. <laughs> so uh, I've been Ben, and I'm going to say um, don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a call. Uh, I will say good night. I've been Gaz. Um, free Biff Tannen, and it's coming home. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jedi I boy. Get, I will get back to the Jedi thing after the World Cup. It's on hiatus. You're so dedicated to the cause, you fucking ditched it for a month. This is why my cult's failing, because of fucking lazy cult members like this. <laughs> anyway. Anything else? That'll do. <laughs> Good night. Good night. I'm, I'm going to also say that football's going home. We hope.